podcast started. Well, and, tell me something about E3. <laughs> tell you something tell about me an E3 anecdote. So, well, we never. So I went to E3, and then we, we did a podcast right in the middle of it, and then I got to go for an extra third day, That's and true. Uh, so I didn't really get to talk that much about all the stuff I saw that day, which was a lot of lines. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> sounds like my experience. But so I'm waiting. I'm waiting to play Sunset Overdrive in the Xbox booth. And who should walk by but Reggie fils mm-hmm. And he is wearing sunglasses. He looks like the Terminator, basically. And I, I'd never seen the dude, like, in person. He's huge. He's gigantic. He could pick you up and just crush you like a can and, and throw you in the garbage. And so uh, his body is ready, is what you're saying. Yeah, and he's got, like, three guys around him. So, like, no touching Reggie. And... Uh, <laughs> He, he stops just oh so briefly by the Sunset Overdrive line, and this girl's like, Reggie, Reggie! And he turns to her, and she's like, can I have a picture? And he says no, but then she pulls down her shirt a little bit and reveals a Nintendo tattoo on her chest. And so then he's like, one picture. And <laughs> That'll do it. And so she gets out of line, and she puts his, her arm around him, and they snap one photo, and like, I'm scrambling to make sure that my 3ds is like on and hooked up so i can catch his me or whatever and uh i did i did get him but seriously like i didn't i didn't even get to look at him for more than like maybe maybe six seconds like he literally snapped this picture and then he just disappeared like you see aisha tyler as well i saw aisha tyler she didn't say hi to me uh she didn't remember me from all the good times we had back then yeah back when. that's a shame um i also saw you guys didn't know who bernie burns was but i saw bernie burns from uh from rooster teeth uh when i was checking out bloodborne uh brian crescente was coming out so like the third day was the day i saw everybody that that i knew about or knew of but damn reggie is like a spectral like spirit of some kind he just poof like that he was gone <laughs> he's kaiser soze he's kaiser soze that's almost... i mean i'm sure i'm i'm, I'm sure he's got to be used to disappearing at big events now yeah um uh, i was just really impressed like he was he was in and out and gone and it was it was really something but i did i did get him on street pass so i moved him into my house in tomodachi life and now <laughs> i you. now i party with reggie every day I got some guy named um, Jarrett on my street pass. Oh yeah, I got a I got a bunch of J's. You actually you you won uh, find me for me. I've been oh, cool. I've been working on find me for like years, and uh, you, I you I met you just enough to to finally get through the last ghost. You know you didn't do jack shit for me. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I feel uh, I feel a little bad. Not super you bad. Should. You should. But hey, anyways. If you're just joining us here, this is the Enemy Slime Podcast. Maybe you remember it from May, back when we did it <laughs> regularly. Oh, the last one was like 1942. So, so, so yeah, hey, welcome. Uh, this is episode 37, to, to be titled. And uh, I'm Jared, of course. And with me, I have uh, Mr. J. Joseph. Hello. And soccer fan extraordinaire, Lucio Lorenzino. Who, all the analysis. who is really broken up today about America's uh, withdrawal from the from the world foot kicking competition? I did. I was rooting for you guys. It, sure, traitor. Uh, well, you know, then you go against us. And... 
I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and fill in anyone who doesn't know. Lucio is an Argentinian native, and he seems to, despite earning citizenship in our great country, our great nation, where anybody can can uh, you know live their freedom and live their dream. And Lucio just kind of went ahead and spit in the face of that by cheering for a a foreign national team, if you will. And you guys feel very silly now. But you know what? The joke's on us because Argentina, they're still in the games. They scored enough touchdowns to to keep it in there. And, uh, you know, the U.S., they just had too many fouls and... Uh, like they say, like, not enough fouls, like like they say in Brazil, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out, and we are out for sure. I don't, I don't know what what else is new with the World Cup. I don't. What what what's been? I feel like it's so big. We should talk about it, and it's bigger. It's bigger now for the U.S. at least than I think it has ever been. I've never seen it be this because soccer's just getting crazy here. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. It's soccer. Call it whatever you want, but it's soccer. You know it, and I know it. So, I'm going to to be a bit of a wet blanket here because everybody is saying how proud they are of the U.S. But you guys actually did worse this World Cup than you did last World Cup. It's it's not you guys. It's us guys. You're you're <laughs> goddamn American, and you are just as responsible for this failure as me. <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think you you are more responsible. Which is to say, not very much. <laughs> yeah, I you, couldn't stop that ball. Well, maybe Sorry. if you'd sent better vibes down there, we'd be looking at a different situation. But I think that uh, you know, whoever the star United States player is, that guy with the dreads, probably, I'll bet you he knew. He was like, you know, I don't think Lucio believes like like we <laughs> believe. I didn't put enough hashtags on Twitter. You didn't hashtag it enough. I didn't hashtag. I mean, how Sorry. many? How many pictures of your TV playing the World Cup did you put on Instagram this week? I don't even have an Instagram account. So, so, much what so, I so what fucking chance did we have? What hope did we ever have? I also don't Instagram Argentina. Yeah, well, and we'll see how they do, because I've got bad news for you, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's not looking good. Uh, who how are, do you know? <laughs> who, who are they up against next? Cambodia? Belgium. Oh, Belgium. Well, I can. We're going to avenge you. I can speak from experience. Belgium's pretty tough. They're a tough team. No, they're not actually. You guys should have beat them. Oh, well, <laughs> that's no good. Sorry, you, I know that you guys want to pretend that you're on the underdogs, but like I told you, you did worse this World Cup than you did last World Cup. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's a. That's I know a you bummer. don't. <laughs> and apparently, not. Neither do most of. Uh, the people who were following this game. Well, I think the thing is, they were boring last World Cup, and this World Cup's exciting. Yeah, it, it got more. Them. It got more exciting because more people like it, and that's what. But but it was but, just, it was just, it was just exciting in general. Here, here's but, a silver lining, okay? The, wait, the simple you, the you, simple you, lining or the silver lining? Four years, silver lining. The silver lining, okay. You get to hang on to this for four years. You guys stayed in the World Cup longer than England. No, I know, and that's that, that is hilarious, that, my friend. You get to hang over their heads for the next four years. I don't even, I don't even watch the World Cup, and I know that that's hilarious that that happened. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. Because any are, 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 they, are the English celebrating now that we've been eliminated? I'm sure they're happier. Uh, no, they're still <laughs> whining about losing. They actually probably didn't even bother watching it. I could see them being the types to not even like. What's the point in seeing how it all turns out? Who gives a shit? 
Well, our one, our one uh, British buddy, second, you know, we advanced the first time, he was ready to kind of piss on our parade. Yep. He was, he was very upset about it. Yeah, I mean, it's an upsetting thing to have happen, to have your... Uh, I mean, guys, let's be real here. Has anybody really forgotten about, like, the, 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 the whole tea thing? Boston Harbor is ringing a bell. Assassin's, oh, Assassin's Creed Three thing, which was something else. You know, re- oh, oh, Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, yeah. Re- remember uh, Connor? You remember how he dumped all that tea in the river? Yeah, I, don't, I, I remember hanging out with the uh, beer guy. That's some big shit. The beer so. guy. Oh yeah, Sam Adams. Yeah, Sam Adams, right. uh, proprietor of uh, of beer, and um, you know, right. I, it's it's history, guys, and I don't think that they ever forgot. Did you, did you, did you, um... No. No? (laughs) I mean, if it's about the World Cup, no. No. Is it about Assassin's Creed? Because yes, I probably did. Well, that's the thing. I was playing Watch Dogs, and uh, they had an Assassin's Creed Easter egg in there. Oh, did they? I don't think I got that far. Well, there's, there's like this, um, this kind of who wants to be a millionaire style game, and the guy, and it was like, you know, what was Paul Revere known for? I was like, oh, Paul Revere, I remember that guy from um, Assassin's Creed. And only from Assassin's Creed. Oh, what was he known for? Um, his beer? His, uh, yeah, his, I think that's right. Bounteous oh, gold? No, I, think, I think he found electricity. That was the thing. Oh, 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 oh. No, actually, um, I know this. Paul Revere, there was a movie based on him. It was City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Because Paul Revere later moved out west and changed his name to Curly, and then lost a bunch of gold. Yeah, that sounds right. And then, a, and then a calf was born, and uh, it didn't look like it was going to live, but then it does, and it comes home in a car with Billy yeah, Crystal. That's, that's, that's nice. That's, that's a nice story. He brought it home, and he's like, "Good news, guys! We're going to cook this calf up, and it's going to be so good." So, is is there a reason to continue to watch the World Cup now that the greatest country in the world is no longer playing soccer? Argentina's still there, man. What are you talking about? Uh, it's not a reason for me. You know? I mean, I guess you guys stopped watching. Were you watching is, it in the first place? Is Australia in the World I actually, Cup? I actually was watching it, yeah. Is there Australia not... got eliminated. Oh, Australia's out? Yeah. And all, all of Africa's out, right? Socceroos, they call them. I know who's, that part. Who's in? Who's still in? Like, who do you think, aside from Argentina... Are still in. Sure, Germany. Germany. Always fucking shit up. Uh, Netherlands is still in. Oh, those guys are tough. Colombia still in. Okay. Brazil is still in. Oh, good. And Home Belgium team advantage. And that and that is They're that barely. it. That's it. That's it, huh? Huh? Who we're, do you, we're getting to the final. Who do you matches. think? Who do you think is going to take the cup? I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. Who? Who do you think is going to take it? I hope Argentina does, but uh, you hope honestly, Argentina. this is, this has been one of the most uh, evenly matched World Cups ever. I don't see any team that's really that strong at this point. Just say Germany, so we can move on with our lives. Never say Germany. Actually, I'd rather Germany than than Brazil. But what I think, I think it's going to be surprise. It's going to be the little Dutch boys. They're going to come out with their wooden shoes, and it'll let them kick the ball harder and faster. And uh, I think that's going to be the upset. You're talking like the Dutch are underdogs here when they have one of the best squads. Because yeah, I would know. Who won the last World Cup? Spain. Spain did? Mm-hmm. And where are they now? They're eliminated. They were eliminated in the first round. They won one game. It was beautiful. 
Booyah, suck it, Spain. That's right. Spain had that coming. Yes, they did. All right. Well, hey, is that uh, is that enough sports talk? Did we? We lost all our uh, listeners, but that's okay. Sports Center, uh, the 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 guys. We're the, still better than the Men in Blazers. Good game, good game, good team. You remember the sportsmanship? It's not about whether you uh, win the World Cup or or yes, lose. It is. It's, yes, it is. It's uh, okay. <laughs> and it is. you know, that just keep in mind. About. You just keep in mind that America will win football this year. Yeah, actually, that is almost guaranteed. You already won football. That is guaranteed. It is 100% guaranteed that an American team will win the Super Bowl. And I think that's what really matters. Go USA. God bless you. God bless you, America. So celebrate your independence with freedom this Friday. Yeah. uh, And you know what? You know what better way to celebrate independence and freedom than to talk about, you know, video games a little bit? You guys, you guys played a video game before? Um, I've heard of them. Okay, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you about some kind of big video game news that happened this week because this is sure. this is exciting. Um, Maxis, the folks behind uh, hits like Spore and Spore Creature Creator, and whatever the planned Spore sequel is that has been canceled, uh, they recently revealed in a Sims Four development blog that certain features introduced in The Sims 3 would have to be omitted in The Sims 4. And I think that it has kind of upset a couple people because they're features that at this point we've come to think of as a staple for for the series, and they're things that are important to the players. And one of them in particular has a very long legacy with the series, and that's pools, swimming pools. Uh, swimming swimming pools are not going to be available in The Sims 4 on launch, which means that your time-honored tradition of deleting the ladder and murdering The Sims, that hasn't, that hasn't worked, I think, since like The Sims 2, but you can't do it any... You extra can't do it now, because there is no okay. pool. So, like, before you could look longingly at the pool and be like, I wish I could murder someone with this, but now you can't even do that. I think it's a proper reflection of the American dream because no one can afford a swimming pool anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's really the Sims 4 downsizing edition. Uh, the other <laughs> thing the other thing that's being omitted that people are taking great issue with is toddlers. And I actually didn't play enough of the Sims 3 expansion packs to get to toddlers, so I don't really know what I'm missing there. So what, did they go like straight from babies to like... Yeah, it's just it's just that's how they did it in the original. They were just a baby, and then they were uh, a teen, and then they were an adult. Uh, there wasn't like a there wasn't like a, a two year old, three year old phase where well, with were... all the with all the Sim three glitches by the two or three year old phase by the Tyler phase, you were more likely to get a Cthulian horror than you were to get an actual toddler with their limbs flailing all about and just kind of like slipping through cracks in the wall. It was, it was kind of terrible. Oh, so, so did you have some firsthand experience with this? I've se- yes, I've seen, I've seen the glitch in action. Um, some pretty terrible things happened in my Sims 3 game, um, I must say. I mean, terrible things, sure, terrible terrible things happened to my Sims as well, but it was usually due to my own orchestration. I mean, I, d- I did that too, you know, by, by forcing other Sims into my family and then rapidly aging them so the Grim Reaper would come up. But that's, um, you know, I, I saw some glitches as well. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Quality stuff. Well, um, so my question is, go how long it. before the toddler and 
swimming pool expansion DLC for $14.99 is announced. Well, so obviously that's the intent, right? And there's no yeah. sign. Right. The Sims has a long tradition of expansion packs, but yeah. since the last Sims game, uh, EA and Maxis have kind of shifted to this new model that they really like where it's microtransactions, you know, like, oh, you want a, you want a s- swimming pool, pay me $5 and, and you can have a swimming pool. The uh, Sim City has perhaps been the best example of this so far where they've, they've rolled things out in slow incremental payments rather than all at once. Um, yeah, well, you can pay extra for an electric car and then feel good about having electric car charging stations and your digital city is now green, while your real computer is running off of a power grid that burns coal. You know, in a way, this is good because it puts an extra step between parents, gamers, etc., etc. So you have to really, just like real life, you have to really take into consideration whether or not you can have a toddler and a pool. Because if there's one thing that toddlers love, it's drowning. Like, that's their favorite thing, is to drown. And where, Uh, where is the best place to drown? In a pool. The bathtub. Well, I, I the mean, bathtub is I, a close second. No. I, I, I mean, I just finished... Um, I, I, I'm a heathen. I didn't watch Breaking Bad until this year. Um, but, you know, Walter White, he had a toddler and a swimming pool. And and as far as that... How, how that turned out. The as, as far as that's concerned, that turned out all right. You have to admit, the toddler and the swimming pool for Walter White... The, that was fine. I don't think that's true, though, because the, the baby for the majority of the show was a baby. And I think by the time it became toddler aged, they didn't have a pool anymore. Spoiler alert. Whites lose their pool. Um, the white, yeah, the whites doesn't lose their pool. doesn't in order that's the worst thing that happens to them. In order yeah. to be in, <laughs> in order, in, <laughs> that's the that's the repercussion of, of cooking meth is you might lose your swimming pool. <laughs> Um, in order to be a toddler, don't you have to walk? Like, aren't I guess you're right. It's like it, the Rugrats. Yeah, because I mean, the baby's still yeah. going to be in The Sims. You're going to have the screaming, crying baby. It's just going to oh, it's going to skip that. Uh, I can walk, but I don't understand how to not die. It's going to skip that phase, and it's just going to go straight into kid phase, which is. Something... I, I don't really, I don't really care. My 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 first Sim is always some kind of disgusting swamp dwelling, you know, bachelor. Yeah, kind of in the middle of nowhere. I like playing a survivalist in The Sims. That's so, what I like. Uh, a fun little. Aside, just make somebody with a lot of phobias and then making faces for you. A fun little aside: there has uh, been a petition that has gone up because people are much more unhappy about this than you might imagine. Uh, well, pe- as, are... as long as the, as long as the petition is about this and nothing like you know Hobby Lobby, perhaps it it, it has hit eleven thousand signatures. Good. The people demand pools and toddlers, and I think that it's not always for innocent purposes. Um, you know what? That's uh, that's very unfair to put that on gamers like that. That's that's stereotyping. Yeah, and that's that's actually the biggest gamer stereotype that I can think of is they love drowning small children in digital worlds, right? Like, don't you guys feel profiled when you tell people, you're like, oh, what do you do for fun? And you're like, well, I play video games. And you can kind of see from the look in their eyes, they're like, oh, God. Yes, I've been... I think that's the next civil rights issue. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anyway, I just thought I'd bring that to the people's attention, to your attention, and, you know, let, let you guys kind of weigh in. So, Honestly, I haven't played a Sims since The Sims 2, and 
I don't think I will be playing a Sims again. But uh, especially now that I know that I can murder toddlers, I mean, what's the point? <laughs> See, that's what that's what I'm saying, you sick fuck. I know all about what you're trying to do. No, I usually don't murder toddlers. What I usually do is I make an adult with some oh. horrible phobia, and then I'm, you know, surround them by that which he fears until he pees himself and dies of starvation. Have you? you know, what What is um? And maybe maybe the, you, there's not enough war stories to go around like this. But do you, can you guys tell like what is the most bizarre way that one of your sims died there's um you know way back in the day i was part of um a forum that was uh built around worms but someone introduced a a big brother type game um where he made like each of the four members uh uh, a sim this was sims 2 um and it was just a big brother competition where he would just watch the sim each go go by each day, and then he would eliminate them on some random reason. Um, and I think by the end of it, he had gotten bored of the game, so he just decided to start killing all of us and these elaborate death traps. So it wasn't so much Big Brother, you know, the reality TV show, as it was Saw. So I, I remember, <laughs> I remember there was one one that he made that was kind of a maze of uh, wooden chairs. It was a maze of wooden chairs. And uh, around the edges of the maze were the cheapest possible ovens that he could find. And he put, you know, he put my sim kind of at the end of this wooden chair maze and just waited until one of the other sims would go and cook dinner. Uh, So lo and behold, one of the other sims came by. He started cooking dinner. The oven set on fire and then uh, the fire jumps to one sudden chair. And then and then just here comes this death trap, just this chair slowly burning. You know, all around the maze until it comes to my sim. So it, uh, my sim is just sitting there crying, you know, panicking over the fire until he burns to death. But the sim that started cooking, that could just walk out at any time, he's there panicking and then sets himself on fire. And then, like, five other sims come in from the rest of the cast members and they see everyone burning and they start panicking and then they, they burn too. And that was kind of the end of the game because everyone just stood there and burned to death for no reason. Just like real life. Just like real life. Um, the, my my most bizarre one, because there are a lot of scenarios where like I built walls around them and, and tried to kill them. But I remember the, it, it feels even worse when you're playing the game and you're trying your best and like doing your hardest and they die anyway. And uh, the best example of that is one of my Sims had twins and just taking care of the twins just killed the Sim. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like just the just by day three they were like you know what no and they just laid down and died you know what the most fucked up thing about the sims is is that i i'm pretty sure every single person that's played the game they can tell you some kind of elaborate death story yeah there's there's something dark <laughs> going on there that's pretty much what how, i've done with the sims how about you lucio what's yours what's your what's your crazy death lucio i guess mine was a glitch but uh at one point, the stay came and took the kids away, and um, one of the, the neighbors seems was there, and they just never left. They just stood there <laughs> all day, looking, and um, they died of starvation. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was a protest of something. Maybe it was like you know, I don't yeah, know. I mean, bring the bring the kids back. Hunger strike. <laughs> Hunger strike. In your house, for some reason. Bring the kids back. It's wrong. It's unethical. 
<laughs> Actually, I think you did remind me. My 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 um my most recent sim, he started dating uh, two other sims at the same time, and they both kind of came to his house and they started arguing and fighting, and then they would go to separate rooms and they would come back and argue and fight. And uh, one of them eventually died after days and days of arguing and fighting, and then the one just left. So I guess her job was done. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's so. just, that's the cir- circle of life. <laughs> right, right. How how hardcore would that be in real life, though, to just argue to death? Like, <laughs> just be just be so mad. And if that could really happen, can you imagine how much of the internet would be dead? Can you imagine having like, to call tech support? Or like, just can you imagine? Like, like having th- to like, get a refund from like Comcast? Think of how many users would be on Twitter. It'd be like maybe fifteen. <laughs> yeah, and everybody else would just be dead. Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a good point. But uh, yeah, anyway, so I thought we'd I thought we'd spend some time with that. Yeah, you, you guys want to hear about Tomodachi life? Yeah, tell us a little bit about Tomodachi Life. Tell Tomodachi Life. Um, Mario Mario Kart also came out, and I picked both of them up. Um, but I have been on the road all three weeks of July or June, rather. Fuck, it's July now. It's um, July now. But I, I was on the road pretty much all three weeks, and I well, while I while I was, <laughs> yeah, I think just about all of us were. So while I was gone, I, I picked that up, and I, I didn't get a lot of time to play Mario Kart. But I guess I'll start there because that's what the game I played first. So I I got it, and my wife is like this Mario Kart savant. Like it's the it's her like it's, she she was telling me about how she always kicks your ass in Mario Kart. It's her it's her it's her game, man. I don't understand. Uh, same with Tetris. She's really really good at Tetris. I don't know if she's still as good. I could I think I might be able to beat her now. But she was very very good at Tetris when I met her, and. So we get Mario Kart, and one of the things that they changed in 8 is you can't hold an item behind you and pick up a new one. You, oh, really? Yeah, you used, to, you used to be able That's to... It's a major upset. It is. You used to be able to trail an item behind you, and then if you drive over yeah, a, a question mark, you pick up a new one, and mm-hmm. it doesn't let you do that anymore. And that has like that really threw a wrench in her system and kind of just messed with her. And so the first day that we got this game, I beat her like every single race, and it felt Ooh, so... Five out of five. It, it felt so good, and I just... I had this big winner boner and went went to bed, and then I... Then I left. But you went to bed alone. Yeah, of course. Uh, nothing <laughs> nothing causes a greater rift than uh, inequality in Mario Kart. Right. And so then I leave, like, the next day. I literally have, like, a day to play this game. And I leave for eight days. And when I come back, she's a fucking savant again. I can't even touch her. It's goddamn ridiculous. And it, it makes me very upset. So. You do sound a little upset here. I, I am. I, I, it drives me up the wall. It's a it's a fun That's game. Right. Now, now he tasted victory and he was snatched away from him. It's pretty so much it more. It's pretty much just Mario Kart again. Uh, it feels, but only there are no black people in this one. Um, yeah, there's definitely no black people. All the Koopa kids are there, and I really feel like the series could probably benefit from branching out a little bit, like Smash Brothers ish. You know. Because uh, I, I mean, it they felt like they needed thirty characters or whatever, but they're just it's fucking Iggy and Morton. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I know you're yeah, not what the hell are you talking shit. Who gives a shit? Morton. Who gives a shit about Morton? Are you serious? You didn't Morton's even know. Like, you didn't even know man. that Morton was a thing. Name one other Koopa kid. Go, Iggy, Morton. Give me another one. Wendy, Wendy. Uh, Ludwig. I don't. Is it Wendy or Wendy? 
There's Wendy, there's Ludwig. Ludwig? Yeah. Ludwig, yeah. Oh, Luftwig. No, not Ludwig. Like Beethoven, dude. I don't fucking know. Anyway, the point is, is See, that just the, because you don't know doesn't mean we don't love the Koopaling. The bonus character, the bonus characters are like Metal oh, Mario. Roy. Who gives a shit Roy's about Metal Roy. Mario? Roy is the fucking metal pimp. Mario's metal. Yeah, Roy, Roy's your boy. I get it, but you know what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if you talk shit about uh, Morton. I just think that if you, <laughs> I just think that if you threw some, uh, you know, some Diddy Kong or. Uh, a banjo and kazooie or something. I think everybody'd be real happy. That's rare. I know, but they could they could but make no. it. They could get it if they really wanted no, it. Can't. Yeah, they could. They could do it. I saw I saw Reggie. I saw fucking Reggie in the Xbox booth, and I'll bet you that's what he was there for. He was there to talk about a deal with with banjo kazooie coming coming to Mario Kart. You heard it here first on EnemySlime.com. That's it. That's it. I used I used my fox like hearing to listen into the meeting room that he must have disappeared into. Yeah, and I heard it all. So go uh, put it put it on your your twitters, and uh, you know hashtag enemy slime broke it first. That's the whole. Um. So this doesn't anyway. sound anything like Tomodachi Life. So Tomodachi <laughs> Life, Tomodachi Life, I picked up while I was on the road, and it is. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the game. <laughs> It's not, it's not a good it's not a good game. But you, but you have Reggie. <laughs> I do have Reggie and I, I did import him into my game and you can so basically you start off by creating a me and you can import one from your me plaza, but if you have them not the plaza, I shouldn't say that, but from the me maker. So this was kind of annoying to me. If you find someone on Street Pass and you want to import them into the game, you have to close Tomodachi Life, you have to open Street Pass, you have to find the me that you want, and then you have to import them into the Me Maker, and then you can import them into Tomodachi Life. That's and complicated. It, it's a little bit more complex than I feel like it, it should have been. Because a lot of these, you know, they're like, they're like, add your friends, and I want to add my friends. Or in this case, someone I've never met before, uh, but saw briefly take a picture with a woman. Uh, you know, I want him in there. I want to live life with him. And so you import the me, and you set a couple extra details, like you give him a nickname, uh, you set their birthday. I had to guess for Reggie. I was thinking December 25th, 1920. Uh, that seemed about right. So uh, <laughs> Okay. You're wrong. It was December 25th. I mean, you, you know, there's a, there's a there's a service called Wikipedia. Yeah, I didn't have time. Okay. Uh, so I so anyway, I imported him and I imported I actually imported my wife, too, uh, if you know what I mean. And uh, uh, I don't want to think about what you mean. It's curious because when you import them, you can pick the me's relation to you. So I, I of course, wrote spouse when I imported my wife. Yeah. But it still doesn't it doesn't put you in the same apartment together. And really, you have no relationship whatsoever. So you even though I listed her as my spouse, she we still just show up as strangers. I mean, I do that. There's um, my wife. She lives down on 23rd Street and I don't know her name. But I'm like I'm married to that woman. So you have you have very little control over. So in the Sims, right? If you want two Sims to get together with the right amount of clicking, you can make it happen, right? You just force them to stand by each other and make them flirt forever until you get them to to lock it in with a little smooch, you know? 
yeah. Tomodachi life's not life like that. that. E- the the easiest way that I could tell you about Tomodachi life is to say basically it is like a Tamagotchi. You can look at it and occasionally you can like interact with it in some kind of chore like way. Like in a Tamagotchi, you pick up its poop when and you feed it, and in Tomodachi life, you feed it, and occasionally you tell it whether or not it should pursue a relationship that it wants to pursue. But okay. they're pretty much at- entirely autonomous, so they just decide, I'm in love with this one now, and I'm going to go talk to it, and there's really nothing that you can do about it. And this is the game that everyone was super excited for, and that we had to create a whole social movement for. Yeah, so I made about 10 Mies, and they've all kind of paired off and started like boning each other or whatever, and um, okay so this is uh the real world kind of yeah they all live in the same apartment except when they get married they move out into a house but they still come back to the apartment every now and then too so yeah once in a while i go into my old apartments and you know just go in there and scare the people that live there now yeah i mean they're not subletting it or anything it's just empty and they just come to it occasionally uh, well, sometimes you need a place to go to get away from your um, significant other. So the way that this works, like average day-to-day gameplay is you open up the 3DS and you go to the apartment and it will show you the windows for all the Miis. And if they have a problem, there'll be a little icon that appears. Uh, or the other icons that you can see is you can see a love icon, meaning they've fallen in love with someone and need your help to instigate that. Uh, there's also a friendship icon, meaning they want to be someone's friend and they want your help there. And then there is a um, uh, a play with them icon where that will start a little mini game, basically, where you do like a puzzle match or a quiz or something like that. But the most common thing that you have is a problem. And the problem is just that they want something. And traditionally, it's food. They're hungry. And so you have to go to a store and buy them the food they want. And so they'll be like, I want something salty. So you go and buy something salty and give them that. Well, they're your toddlers. Yeah, pretty. That's kind of what it feels like. Um, but that's that's like the game. Like that's that's all there is to do pretty much is just buy different foods and different clothing items. And occasionally the the Tomodachi thing, the me, uh, it, it may want some new clothing. So it'll be like, I want a new hat. And you put the hat on it and then it doesn't like the hat. But there's no consequence or repercussion for it. The, okay. best, the best part about the game is that it's entirely got that computer-generated voice. So for all the characters, you can set up a voice and choose like the pitch and the speed and the tone. And uh, so everybody can sound different and sound the way you want. And they will say anything that you want them to say. And so like my favorite reward when one of the characters gets leveled up, my favorite reward to give them is you can give them a catchphrase. And okay. they'll just say that when you come in. And they have like they have like ten phrases that they can potentially fill in. So like there you can put in a phrase for when they're sad and put in one for when they're excited and put in one for uh just a general catchphrase. And that's that's been fun. It's it's fun to like I mean it sounds like you're basically playing a sitcom. It it's yeah. it's kind of like that. It's like playing a really uninteresting sitcom. Um it's i i don't know there's there's just so little to do and you have so little control over it uh i i i'm not the boss of anybody in animal crossing but it feels like you have more control over the world in animal crossing than you do in tomodachi life tomodachi life you are just a casual observer who occasionally honors requests 
and as far as I know, you don't even really have to do that. Like nobody's, they're not like Tamagotchis where they're just going to die if you don't feed them. They don't, they don't seem to care. <laughs> I made one guy who's very, very old. I, I could eat or I cannot. It's fine. I, I made one guy who's very, very old and I don't think I fed him since it started and he's fine. Okay. Um, I did. There is this weird thing where if you go into their apartment and you tap on them, you can look inside their stomach or look inside their head, uh-huh. and uh, they'll frequently ask you to do that. So you'll go in and and he'll be like, "Hello, will you look inside my tummy?" And so you click on his stomach and look inside, and then he's happy, and that completes <laughs> that completes like the mission, and they'll work their way towards leveling up so that you can give them a catchphrase. It sounds like you're kind of like in this game. It sounds like you're playing both the role of a uh, Jesus and the local town physician. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I didn't tell you about the worst thing that can happen. What's the worst thing that can happen? If, if a me falls in love with another me, uh, eventually. At first, I started like looking out for people's best interest. So, like when my guy fell in love with like the decrepit old woman in the building, I was like, no, 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 we can't have that. So he asked, he's like, I'm in love with her. Should I tell her? And I'm like, no, don't do that. And, uh, but eventually it just got so boring that I decided to just let pretty much anything ride out and just see what happens. Okay. And, and so, you know, I fell in love with decrepit old woman again and I'm like, yes, let's go for it. It's got to work out. Well, if the person they fall in love with rejects them, the me will enter into a depressed mode where they have a rain cloud above their head. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know if anything bad happens. Like, I, I'm not sure if there's a consequence to just leaving the rain cloud there. But you, you, of course, feel like getting rid of it. And so all you can do is just feed them and give them lots of presents until they feel better. So this is exactly like real life then. And it takes fucking forever. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Exactly like real life. Yeah, pretty much. So, okay. <laughs> much like real life, heartbreak is fucking annoying as shit to deal with in that game. It's like fuck, man. Nut up, Mies. Come on. Exactly, man. Man up. Look at late. Get over it. So Reggie Fizeme doesn't love you. Who cares? Well, you know, I can understand getting depressed. Over Maybe if you had a Nintendo tattoo on your chest, this wouldn't be a problem. Well, now I know that I need to get a Nintendo to my chest. So. And and a low cut shirt, a low cut shirt. I really, I really don't think it was like a like a titty city kind of thing. I think that. Well, okay. May, maybe it was. Maybe it was. I mean, he was wearing sunglasses, so I can't tell you how much he was looking. Um. But uh, I don't know, man. I think it was just you love my company but, enough to tattoo it to your chest. You deserve a picture. But see, that's the thing. I gotta wonder how many people. In in um, you know the Staples Center or the downtown convention center was it the Staples? Um, had Nintendo tattoos. Well, yeah, like, Nintendo tattoos. So <laughs> I I have a I have a Triforce on the tip of my dingaling, and I started pulling down my pants, but he was gone right. by the time I by the time I got to it. All right, next time you'll whip it out a little faster. <laughs> yeah, next time I'll get that out there much quicker. Okay. So, um, cool. Anyway, it's filled in for wisdom. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I would have. I would have power. I, yeah, see, that's what that's what you should go with. Yeah, I, no, I, I realized you can fill out with courage. I realized the mistake later. I it, it is the worst of the three, but you can you go you go, you I mean, go ahead. That's what has it. Well, yeah. So if she wants it back. She's gonna have to touch it. So okay. 
Let's go ahead. I'm and, glad we went there. Let's go ahead and move on. From anyway, so so how are you guys? Uh, we're good. Uh, did you? Yep. I know that you guys have been playing uh, Murdered and obviously Watch Dogs. Well, I not you guys. Well, I mean, I didn't play Murdered, but I did play Watch Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But I didn't play Watch Dogs, but I did play Murdered. So tell me, do you mind if we talk about Murdered first? I'm very, oh, I'm very curious about it. Well, I'm not going to go ahead because I haven't played it. <laughs> so, man, uh, it's not good. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. What? Um, what's so bad about it? What's wrong? Well, it's a murder mystery where you, I guess, who the murder was the second that person came into the story, which oh. is. So, extremely early on like so like they don't minutes. they don't reveal this until the end of the game but you figure so, but you figure it out and you have to go all through the whole story first of all i think they kind of fucked up setting it up in in salem oh yes yeah. you know it's gonna be about the witch trials and if for some reason they decide to not do it about the witch trials and you're gonna wonder why the fuck did they set out in salem so they kind of set themselves up to lose right there so wait are the but, witch are the witch trials involved in Salem. Okay, I mean, I thought I thought maybe they'd go no. the other route, and everybody'd no. be like, "Why didn't you do that?" Nope. So yeah, like I said, you know, is that is that a spoiler? Would we even count that as a spoiler, or is it? Does not really matter? Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you shouldn't play it. Exactly. Uh, I guess now it doesn't because it's you know that it's in Salem. So I mean, I mean, it obviously. I don't, is... I don't know what kind of person doesn't know what Salem means. Secondly. No, that is a ghost story setting. That's a cigarette. Uh, yeah, that's one. Okay, so that's that's right, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. It, most most cigarette like named places are are you know Swisher Sweets has some pretty legendary ghost stories involved with it. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, anyway. Then the, then the characters are pretty like blah. There's Ronan, who seems like he was designed by four different people who couldn't get, agree with what he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So he's an ex-con who is a cop, which you know, already is a problem. He's covered with tattoos and wears a fedora and a vest. Yeah. And none of that comes into play during the story. Like There's snippets of his story that you can find around, but at the end I just stopped looking at him because it was boring. Oh, and for some reason his wife died. For for some reason, or do you eventually find out why? <laughs> no, you know why, but I mean, I mean you know why. Reason is oh, you know why. <laughs> yeah, he, Jared. <laughs> did he did he do it? No, he didn't. Okay. Um, for some reason, I mean that there's no particular reason for him to be married or for his wife to die. Well, he's it. He's a tortured soul, right? Like that's what makes him Not a renegade. Really. That's, that's a problem. He doesn't act like a tortured soul. Because that's how uh, that's how the he dude. Acts like a regular cop. That's how the dude in XCOM. Matter of fact, this whole thing reminds me of of the Bureau, because that that main character is in the Bureau is kind of the same flavor. E- even the, even the way he dresses and stuff like this, this same flavor of just like generic, trying to be tortured lawman slash renegade slash tough guy and, and in doing so serves none of those purposes exactly yeah it feels a, so bland besides having you know 
despite having all this background and all this conflicting flavor to him, he is one of the most bland characters ever. Hmm. And his sidekick is not much better. She's a spunky teenager that's a medium and dresses like a, you know, of course, has tons of attitude and dresses like a like a punk. Yeah, hot hot topic medium. Yeah, exactly. Most of the people so, in Hot Topic are mediums. Well, that's probably why they dress that way. You can take that to the bank. That's a guarantee. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just not much there. The gameplay is okay when you're doing the investigations. Mm-hmm. But have you played... Um, what's this game? Uh, L.A. Noir? I was going to ask how it compares to L.A. Noir because the stuff I've seen looks kind of similar. So, yeah, it kind of works like that, where you're walking around the scene until you find something. And then the the game tells you, oh, well, you found all this evidence. What is the most important part? And, you know, if you overthink it too much, then you'll get it wrong. So it's like, you know, you find the gun, and it goes like, oh, well, what is the most important piece of evidence in this crime scene? And you go like, oh, well, that's a gun. And he goes like, no, the most important piece of evidence is that uh, the gun was fired. And you're like, okay, well, yeah. So it's not, the puzzles are not very so the, intense. So the puzzles aren't great, but you're saying that's the best part of the gameplay. So what is the worst thing that you do? And that's my next point. When you're not uh, trying to solve the puzzles, you're walking around Salem and trying to hide away from these demons. So the rest of the game is a giant stealth section. Oh, boy. Yes. That sounds exactly like the game I want to play. <laughs> exactly. And it serves absolutely no purpose because there's no like plot reason for these things to be there or than to give you something to do while you go from point A to point B. Huh. Oh, so, and there's tons of collectibles in case you wanted to collect them. But you so if we're tallying this up, we have vanilla protagonist of, of little to no interest whatsoever with a backstory that is unimportant and doesn't matter at all. Uh, we have uh, gameplay that is bland at best and agonizing to play at at worst. Mm-hmm. Um, with a plot that, you, with a mystery that you can guess in the first. With a mystery that, that you solve almost immediately, and that is in the end of the day inconsequential. So, what I'm hearing is you recommend this. Yes. Um, if you were wanted a, a, a something that would reaffirm that uh, doing the school shooting is okay, um, that's pretty good. Does, does Ronan go to heaven? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Never mind then. This is a great game. <laughs> I was worried. By the way, this is, set in, this is set in modern times, so I don't know why he does like this. Does he objectively go to heaven? Like, this. Do you, do you straight up show him sailing on up uh, there and? Yes, yes. He doesn't say it's heaven. Though, but is, but he ascends into the clouds and. Uh, yes. All right, that's so awesome. Whatever afterlife, it is like he's supposed to go to. Yeah, yeah. He goes to the I good. Don't know, maybe one. he's like Viking or something, and you know. He goes into oh, so you don't know that it's legit. You just know that he goes yeah. up. He doesn't go down. Maybe hell is up. You don't know. That's true. So really. <laughs> Really, it might not be a happy ending at all. <laughs> exactly. I, you, uh, can, you can tell that things have not gone well for this game, because I don't know if you guys saw, but it was like it was in the Steam Summer Sale, like day, 
day one for $33. Yep. So obviously it is not people overpaid. Obviously it has not gotten the reception that it was probably hoping for. I don't know what they were. I'm kind I'm kind of bummed out because it it seemed like it had an interesting kind of hook to it that your ghost investigating your own murder. That's kind of interesting. And it sounded like it had adventure game elements, which is rare nowadays and also yeah. sounded interesting. Uh, it was made by or published by Square Enix, who has a spotty track record now. Yes. Um, I was hoping this would be a Deus Ex or Tomb Raider, not a um, Final Fantasy XIV. I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want to so, call it. If you want a game with adventure elements, you can pretty much spend less money and buy Valiant Hearts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much better game. So, I don't even really understand what Valiant Hearts are. Are you a dog? No, you're, you're no, still a drink character. Dog is part of me. So, pay, so, pay attention to the trailers. I I didn't watch it very carefully. Okay. I'm, I well, I, 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 got, I got to watch it for three hours waiting in that movie <laughs> spotlight for Assassin's Creed. So. See, I, I only got bits and pieces. I was around the corner when I was standing there for the division, so... I saw it so, come up like four times, but I was distracted by Aisha Tyler. And... I'm, before I start gushing about Valiant Hearts, I'm going to tell you a thing that's kind of weird to me about it. Okay. You said it's ed- supposed to be edutainment, right? In the sense that every time that you do something, you unlock like a little saying, you know, oh, you know, these were the trenches and it really sucks in the trenches. Like kind of, it almost looked like Encarta, like that type of flavor, you know? And... The game itself is nothing like the actual <laughs> World War One. How but, how how so? Like what? I wasn't I wasn't there what, for what's, World what's, War One. What's different so. from World War One? Is he is what he what he's asking? So you kind of um, are running around by yourselves, doing whatever you want instead of being a part of a regiment. You know, stuck in trench warfare, which I guess is not that interesting. And I kind of guess why they did it is because they wanted to, you know, they, they're kind of hitting the major battles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can have, you know, some guy being in Prussia and then being in Belgium the next day and kind of keep it a coherent way. Right. So it's kind of a very war movie, you know, lone soldier type you know, Savvy Private Ryan type thing where the, the main characters aren't really a part of any unit. They're just kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he wants to be very accurate. So what what are you doing when you, you say, like, I'm going and visiting these famous battles? Is it Are these action segments when you get to the battles? Or how does, how would, if I was, I'm still not clear on, if so, I sat so down and I grabbed the controller, right? what would I do with this game? So you have, you, there's two types of scenarios, really. There's the battle scenarios where you're dodging gunshots and, um, you know, artillery shells that are trying to avoid uh, master gas, mm-hmm. um, which are actually pretty intense. I like. And then there's um, the other type of scenario where you are, you know, for example, you arrive in San Miguel and... Uh, you know, everything is destroyed and you need to make it from point A to point B. So that kind of is an adventure game where you find, oh, you know, I can get this crank and, you know, open this door and, 
you know, with that door, I can get this thing that will help me uh, progress further. That's what. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's usual, um, you know, the usual adventure game fair. So that's kind of how you play it. But you can move around. Um, you know, you can talk to other characters. They will tell you what they need. Uh, a lot of things are, you know, helping people. So you, you, you play as, there's four characters that are central to the story. Um, there's um, a German guy who's married to a French woman that got drafted into a German army. There's his father-in-law who got drafted to the French army. There's an American guy that's in a quest for revenge. And then there's... As, uh, as Belgian, too. Of course. And then there's a Belgian doctor who... Um, not doctor, actually, but bad, but she gets uh, involved in the war as a field doctor. So, you know, you go around and each of them has their own agenda of why they are where they are. Um, and they eventually hook up, so they're all together. And then they pick up the dog at some point. Which actually has a dedicated button to pet them. So, you know, game of the year. Oh, a, a, a dedicated dog petting button. Yes. I mean, that's critical. I mean, that wouldn't be a game without it. Yeah, what good, is, what good is a game where you can't pet a dog? Exactly. Can you pet a dog in Call of Duty? Um, no, but you can sync up with the dog and control his movement. So, in a way, it's but better. you can't pet him. Yeah, you can't pet him. The dog... That's it, man. Deal, deal breaker. You do carry the dog while it's critically injured. Who wants to injure a dog? Well, just... the makers of Call of Duty. That's what psychopaths. So, I'm t- I take it the dog in Valiant Hearts does not get hurt. I don't know. I haven't finished it. It does, it does, however, <laughs> seem like from the trailer they already kind of ruin it by revealing that everybody pretty much does get hurt but the duck. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everybody else has a pretty bummer of a day. And who knew that World War I was going to be such a downer? <laughs> yeah, right. But the dog, the dog turns out okay. It's just what really matters. At least I hope. Maybe the trailer's throwing me so for a loop. it's good. I mean, it, it tells a story in letters that they send to each other and their families. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if it's the um, the art style that's so cartoony, but it, it kind of makes it more interesting than just you know looking at the old brown and bloom stuff all the time and you know guys with gruff voices. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really want to be there. Uh, none of them want to be there. Yeah, yeah. You know, compared to like I don't know, like the last game I played uh, was Call of Duty Black Ops Two. But they were like, you know, they're they're kind of in America. They're enjoying it a little bit. Exactly. I don't know. It's kind of a, a nice change of pace to have people who don't want to be there. Yeah, it sounds like it. So that that one gets a, a hearty recommendation. Yes, it does. Good. Well, I'm glad that you got to. I'm glad you got to enjoy something. I know that you probably thought you could never learn to love again after murdered. No, I, it was. Hey, you're confusing the wrong guy because. Lucio's had a pretty decent run of games. That's true. Yeah, I mean, his life hasn't been that bad. He didn't... My, had, uh, mine on the other hand... Battle, battle Group 2, which is... I don't, I don't even... even he, didn't, uh, he, didn't, he didn't get to enjoy the quality of Watch Dogs, though. No, you didn't get to enjoy the quality of Watch Dogs. I'm really curious what your thoughts are. I mean, obviously I read the review, but it, I, I thought after we talked about it on our previous podcast, and I, I hadn't played very much of it, but I thought you were being a little contrarian and you didn't believe me that it was as bad as I said it would be. 
But I feel like by the time your review turned around, we were relatively on the same page. Uh, and I don't know if you feel that way, too. But Well, I, I feel like Watch Dogs is a much better game as long as you don't play it the way Ubisoft intends you to play it. So, like, like how so? Well, for example, there are a lot of uh, stealth sections. And there, as the game goes on, you're going to run into some forced stealth. And it's not quite as bad as it was in a Black Flag, but it's still pretty annoying because it's like, oh, if you get, get uh, caught once, then the mission is over and you have to start back from from the beginning. You know, because Ubisoft is horrible at checkpoints. They don't know how to give you a dec- decent checkpoint. Um, so I was dreading this mission where I, I knew I had to kind of stealth through all the guards and not be caught on this big-ass facility. But then I remembered, you know, this is the game where if you plant a bomb... Or or throw a frag grenade and you make it go off, um, the enemies won't even be aware that you're in the area. So I just kind of went around uh, planting proximity mines and everything else I had in my arsenal and waiting. And then I, I went back and I waited outside until I heard all my explosions go off and I saw all my little explosive icons disappear. And then the facility was empty and I didn't have to worry about being caught because I'd blown everyone up. Um, and as I continued to play, I realized that the puzzle that they wanted me to go, um, solve, you know, it was a long, it was a a very long puzzle. It was along all these kind of guard routes, but instead of worrying about the stealth and knocking guards out, since, you know, I already exploded everyone into chunks, I was free to just kind of walk around and do whatever the fuck I wanted. And to me, that was kind of, um, you know, much more fun than what I think Ubisoft had intended me to do. Um, I think, in fact, in fact, I would like to commend Watch Dogs on how good the explosives are in this game, because when I hide undercover, um, I realize even if I'm like 20 stories up from an enemy, they're way on the ground and I'm like way up in the air. If they throw a grenade at me, it's going to nail me 100% of the time. And I really have to run away. You know, there's like <laughs> no such thing as physics in terms of explosives, but it goes both ways. You know, like, if I throw my, 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 my frag grenade in a general where my targeting regular is, then it's going to run, you know, hit 100% of the time. So I'm, like, the explosives expert in Watch Dogs. And I, I commend them on making fun explosives. Um, it would have been nice if everything else in the game was fun. But um, for the explosives are pretty good. I, um, I, and I think you noticed this, too, but as I've continued to play, and I didn't really mention this last week, but I've noticed the game's really incongruous view on morality. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I just did this mission where out of nowhere you go to prison. Like, yeah. And you're going there to make sure this guy who witnessed you committing a crime to make sure that he doesn't talk to people to reveal that you committed this crime. And... That sounds like a, something I hear. While you're there in prison... Uh, well, no, Lucio, this is very heroic. While you're there in prison... Um, the the people who want the answers from this guy about who you are, they actually find him, find this prisoner, and take him in the back and are getting ready to beat it out of him. And Aiden even comments, I have to get there before they kill him. But yeah. I don't under- That solves your problem if they <laughs> kill him. And so what really gets me is you get there 
and you plow through this entire group of corrupt prison guards. It makes the game makes very sure to say on the mission objective that they're corrupt. So it's okay that you're murdering all of them. Yeah, you, yeah, it's fine. You murder. So well, what they define as corrupt is like you know uh, maybe they're just stealing soap or something. So, so <laughs> there's you, levels of corruption. Yeah, yeah. So you murder all these prison guards, and you get to this guy who's going to rat you out, and. Uh, you basically threaten him with a increased sentence. Yeah. You show him your phone and you're like, look, you could be in here 60 years instead of 60 <laughs> days. And then right. you're like, I bet you'll keep quiet now. Why? Why didn't you fucking kill him? Well, you killed an entire room of people. But no see, and problem. Then, and, then, and then there are a ton of fucking missions like this. It's, it's, there are like, have you tried any of the gang hideout missions? Uh, I, I did two of them, I think. Like half the time, uh, the the crime boss that you're supposed to find, um, the game will say you have to knock them out. Uh, and the game is really unclear. Like it'll say it'll say you know take down or knock out or whatever, uh-huh. and it's never clear as to whether it needs to be non-lethal or lethal. So it's usually better just to go non-lethal, just so you so you're sure that you don't fail the mission at the end of it. But you know, the disconnect there is you're allowed to absolutely slaughter everyone else in the gang hideout as long as you don't kill this one guy. So I can go through, you know, shotgun kind of blazing and and, and grenade launcher and all this other shit and, 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 like, eliminate absolutely everyone. But this one guy, if I, if I shoot him, if I kill him, then it's mission over. It's like, oh, you weren't supposed to kill him. You were supposed to leave him for the cops. <laughs> At, you know, after murdering his whole hideout. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a real attitude of like important people don't deserve to die. <laughs> yeah, but ev- then, everyday men, they've got it coming. They they got to go down, especially security guards. Fuck those guys. Uh, you think you can work well, a they, job? They want to do a job. Yeah, you think you can work a job? What the fuck are you doing? Um, I I think the worst one. And you're not here yet, and I guess it's a little bit of a spoiler. To there, be honest, a, to be there, honest, I probably never will be there. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I think now that we have screenshots, I'm going to eject the game from my PlayStation and probably never put it back in. Well, there's a point in the game where I think they watched a little too much of, um, you know, what's 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 that thing that Brick Mansions is based on? The transporter. No. Um, uh, yeah, there's actually the a little bit of the transporter in there too. The raid. Uh, there's the raid. Um, so there's it's, it's District 13 is what I'm thinking of. District 13 is what Brick Mansions is based on. Uh, uh, District 13, isn't it District 9? No, no, no. Are you sure you're not thinking of Assault on Precinct 13? No, it's District 13. Hmm. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. So anyway, there's a little section, but for the sake of simplicity, we'll say there's a section where it's bricks, Brick Mansions, and in the middle of Brick Mansions they have uh, Taken. Because he ends up dealing with like some uh, black street gang that has taken control of this entire project complex and uh, made it basically a fortress that's immune from technology, as street gangs tend to do. And in the in, in the middle of trying to get to the street gang, for some reason you had to take a detour um, into a European sex trade ring um, so that you can get access into the uh, projects. Um, don't ask me how Ubisoft figured out that work. I was really confused the whole time I was doing it, and I like to think I'm pretty good at story. 
And it feels like one of those things, like a lot of a lot of open world games feel like, oh, well, we really like this movie and we really like this movie and we really like this movie. So we're just going to mesh them all together into our open world game and see what happens. Now, what Ubisoft forgot to do that, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto did and Saints Row did and Sleeping Dogs did, they forgot to actually make it fun and they forgot to make it make sense. So here's Brick Mansions, here's Taken. And there's this whole very kind of disturbing sex option there. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying it like I start hacking people's phones and the shit that's like being typed on the phones. I'm like, OK, some writer really needs to go into counseling because that's really fucked up. I had to stop hacking the phones at a certain point because I just couldn't read anymore. So you you get to the end of the sex option. You're basically not allowed to do anything. Your weapons are taken from you. You have to kind of stealth out of there. You can't um, really hurt anyone. Uh, you're especially not allowed to hurt any person who's involved with, uh, you know, kidnapping these young women and selling them into sexual slavery. And you get out of it and you're like, wow, OK, I, I wasn't allowed to do anything to these guys. That's pretty shitty. But afterwards, um, you know, some side missions open up, the human trafficking missions. And in these missions, you have to hack um, people's phones, people that were part of this auction, find out where they're hiding briefcases. And then, um, you know, I guess that'll over time kind of complete the mission. But I did the I did the first one. I hacked this guy's phone. It was like, oh yeah, I, I got caught. I can't believe this, uh, you know. And it's too bad because I really wanted that sex slave or whatever. And so I do what any red blooded American would do, and I shoot the guy in the head. Um, and the game tells me that's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> it's like. Like don't don't hurt this guy don't don't hurt a slaver basically is what they're Does, saying. Is there is there a reason like do you need them for information or something? There, there's absolutely no reason that you can't hurt them. And Why counts- I can kill a fucking stranger on the street and it doesn't care. Yeah, well, I mean, well, it does. It, it's it's the same kind of morality system. Oh, okay. Um, so you just got dinged for it. You were still allowed to dinged. murder him. I, yeah, and I and to be honest, by the end of the mission, I had killed every single guy I came across, and that's just you know my my um, morality was so high. All that did was like bounce me back to neutral. Um, but it still seems like a disconnect to me. Like why these these guys are basically the most vile guys in the game. So um, and then I, but, you know we brought this point when we're talking with Jay, which is there's a a Punisher arc called the Slavers. Which is probably one of the most brutal arcs, and you know we were talking. It's like, but it's pretty much the one arc where you can justify, you know, the horrible shit that Punisher does to people as self right. as a hero because you are like, well, I think that's a little obsession, and then you're like, but the only other hand, the are slavers. So- and, that's, and, that, and that's the thing for me because right after the Taken missions, you had to go back into Brick Mansions and you had to kill absolutely every single member of the street gang. And this is a this is a, this is a game where you are indiscriminately killing kind of low-level gang members and security guards but the second it comes to a slaver oh no don't do that that's bad don't know yeah um i mean a high a high-ranking ceo better (laughs) we better give him a second chance we gotta give him a second chance i know so it's really fucking awful um you know and it's it's i i think that's everyone's problem with aiden pierce it's like his it's like ubisoft just couldn't decide whether he was Batman or whether he was the Punisher, my and, my, my problem with him is that he looks like a, a small child. Or well, he looks he looks like he looks like a nerd with a cell phone. He never stops being a nerd with a cell phone. Looks like a little like, man boy. We we were watching. Well, I was watching Justified earlier today, and I realized 
you know, the main character in Justified, this kind of cowboy type Braylon Gibbons, the dude never makes eye contact with anyone. He's always kind of looking at his cell phone and he looks really fucking cool when he does it. You know, it's like, man, this guy can 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 look at a cell phone and I want to be him. I idolize him. So Aiden is the same thing. Aiden is the same thing. He's he's looking at his cell phone the entire game, but he's just kind of hunched over in his, um, you know, thrift shop clothing. And it's uh, really fucking annoying, actually. <laughs> here's here's a style tip for you, fellas. If you're if you're watching, you know, enjoying Watch Dogs, and you're like, God, I wish I was cool like Aiden Pierce. Here's here's the helpful style tip. If you are wearing a trench coat or a coat of some kind that is so big on you that you could masturbate, and <laughs> no one no one would notice, then you, that's called a pedophile trench coat, and that's you need to you need to take it to the nearest like donation bin. And just toss that shit in there. Wash it first. And you know what kills me is like, there's all these extra costumes in the game. Oh, and, there's a ton. And they're just different colors. They're just, well, there uh, there are essentially, I think, two costumes. Oh, are there? It, yeah, there are two costumes because his hat and his uh, jacket. Well, there's one where it's kind of the more uh, canvas hat. And he's uh, wearing kind of the more trench coat look. And then the other one is the baseball cap and the hoodie. Mm, um, okay. Under the under the giant kind of raincoat type thing, but and it's just so a reskin. He has a rainbow, a rainbow uh, raincoat, a hoodie, and a hat. Uh, in some <laughs> iterations, yeah. Wow. There's like uh, it's, it, it's Chicago, the, man. It's the Windy City. It's got to be protected. <laughs> it's like it's like the most kind of god awful color combinations they could think of. Honestly, his delicate skin needs to be protected <laughs> from the elements. It's, uh, there's, there's what, one... what a badass! <laughs> oh, badass never describes this guy. He is it's like he is the most uncool protagonist in a video game. Really, that... and the thing, and the and the tragic thing is, they try so hard to make him cool. Like from from the sound of it, it sounds like Ronan is just kind of generic and boring. But Aiden is actually like facepalm cringeworthy. Like you're See, like, oh man. And and here's the thing. It's like it's like Aiden. It feels like he's most channeling like the 1960s Bond, the guy who was kind of a drunk and a misogynist and angry and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, he got away with it. But um, when Aiden does it, it just feels absolutely wrong. It just it just feels wrong. It's like, you know, his first and oh, my God, I can't I cannot stand his interactions with uh, Clara. Uh, they're like they make me embarrassed. For him, do they do they eventually, um, you know, kind of kind of fall for each other a little bit? It it seems like it seems like there's supposed to be sexual tension between them, but it's so poorly done. It's like like so, so <laughs> terribly done. It's just, I, I yeah, I can't. I, I felt some pretty good sexual tension with Jordy. I thought that was. I don't like Jordy, and they don't use Jordy enough. He's like their one good character. Yeah, he's um. Uh oh shit! Who's the guy? He's he's the Lamar of yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, of Watch Dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's who he is. Yeah, except and except he, except even then, nowhere near as good as Lamar. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. He's not near as good as Lamar. Not not even uh, close. It's I don't know. I don't know what. Um, and the game. I mean, we haven't even really talked about the gameplay. We talked about everything else that's wrong with it, and we haven't gotten to get to the gameplay yet. Which is just boring. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just find it uninteresting, and yeah. uh, and a lot of the just the same old stuff. Like, e- even the most unique 
setups that the game has presented me with, like going to prison, for example, just yeah. just winds up being an excuse to tread around in the same exact stuff that. I mean, it, this could be any game. This game could, could be any this game. game could have any title on it. The hacking is so inconsequential and so it's, uninteresting. It's, it's very uninteresting, and the and the only thing is, you're always just hacking a fucking camera to find a door to unlock. Yeah, I mean, this like I said, this this could literally be uh, any uh, any other game, and it wouldn't feel weird or strange at all. It's I just, mean, I found I found the best strategy, honestly, for getting through it is like I can see their elaborate setups with the camera and all this kind of stuff. All I do is cause one blackout, take out my best silence weapon, and I just start running through the level shooting everyone. <laughs> that gets it done nice and fast. I don't have to deal with any of their puzzles. And especially because Ubisoft has never, ever been good at checkpoints. They do not know how to checkpoint missions so that they're fun. It's like, um, you know, you do, you, do all, you do all this shit, you kind of work through the entire facility... You knock out everyone, you do it the way you're supposed to, you solve the puzzles, and you get to the very last guy, and then you die. And you have to start all the way at the beginning, like from this first cutscene. And every every single other person that does open world has figured out that's not how you checkpoint a game. You know, you kind of you kind of whatever you have to do, whether it's a like small little cutscene or whatever, just to break it up so that you don't have to repeat this whole big fucking section of the game, that's how you break it up. That's how you make it fun to keep playing. You you know what else I have difficulty coping with, and this is this is a dumb complaint, but I understand that the game is not Assassin's Creed. Like I know that, but the entire time I get f- a feeling like it is, and the fact that I can't just run up a building is very upsetting to me. Like, and then and then they make you climb towers anyway. And I've got I've got all these. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Is like it's still. Uh, a lot of the game is very vertically inclined and yeah. it feels so miserable to to look at like this um uh the you know the lifts that you can hack into to move up yeah. and down to to look at one of those that's like just out of your reach and to think to yourself you're like god Ezio just jump right in that like it's just and it's, it's yeah. frustrating and then the other thing that's really frustrating because you haven't gotten this far is because uh, the big it's it's just it's just like fucking Assassin's Creed where you have to take over Templar's tower uh, only this time it's the CTOS station, and you're climbing them. But what Ubisoft did is, you know, the first couple of stations are pretty straightforward, as you expect them to be. But they get so complex that at some point the puzzles just stop making sense. Like, I was stuck on one CTOS tower just because I didn't figure out a car was involved in the puzzle, and I was supposed to drive a car into a container and then drive it from there onto the rooftop, just because that had never ever come up in the game before. Mm-hmm. It's like you know when you when you have a puzzle when you have a puzzle that's like that where where some combination of the mechanics has never come together before, and it's the only time it comes up too because I've unlocked every CTOS tower now. Um, it feels a little unfair to me because it's just like it's expecting you to apply something that the game has g- never given you any re- any reason to apply. Um, Oh my god! Oh, I do want to like we we can go on probably about how terrible Watch Dogs is forever, but I want to go on um, about your uncle thing from the <laughs> last podcast. I I really I really felt like I kind of had a point, although maybe well, I just maybe I just went about making it the wrong way. Yeah, I'm not and I'm not saying what's that your dead... uncle Fulia, man? What did he touch you? No, no, I I I I agree with Jarrett now because I know what he's getting at. And I, I think what it feels like here is it just doesn't feel like the stakes are high enough. It's Aww. it's like I like I mean I don't I don't 
have my own niece and nephew and all this kind of stuff, but the kind of vengeance, like the whole storyline is is predicated off the death of his niece. Like it, that that's what it, motivated it me. Is like, entire it has ruined story. his life. Like it has yeah. ruined his entire life. <laughs> yeah. And it's, just, it's I'm not saying that it's not a big deal when your niece dies, but like yeah. and you know you know what it reminds me of, and, and maybe this is something that you guys can't relate to, but I, I, I know a number of people who are like this, but do you know when when someone uh, has somebody re- related to them that dies and they find a way to make it all about them. And like for, yeah. for months and months, they're like, Oh, miss, miss you, uncle Henry rest in peace. And then posting yeah. on Facebook and uh, you know, just nonstop talking about it and posting about it. And Oh, I wish he was here so bad. And you just know, you're like, come on, man, you saw that guy like three times a year at family parties and and that's that and, and it just it, it has that same kind of vibe to me where where he's just taken this so personally and and has let it control his entire life and everything that he does well and the and the thing here is that his his sister the the you know the sister that actually had this child and it's actually her daughter she let it go yeah she's like you know she's like we have to move on with our lives you know, it's my daughter that I lost, but we can't blame ourselves and we have to live life. So what's, you know, the, the mother of the child says that. I would say that Max Payne thinks about his dead loved ones less than Aiden Pierce. Well, and then that's the uh, other like, thing like about Max, it, right? Because... Max Payne has a wife and child die and he's he's pretty mad about it for at least two games. But I, it just doesn't feel on the same level. And I But then that's the, that's the thing about it, too, because they... I, I mean, I feel like they were trying to be different. And let's 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 be serious here. Watch Dogs does not get any credit for original storyline because everything they've done is just I've seen this before, and it's the it's like the most typical revenge slash vigilante quest ever. It's, there's nothing new going on here. So I feel like that family dynamic was their attempt to be different, but they just it, what they what they ended up with was something that didn't go for the throat. It's like here's here's a family member that's slightly removed from me. I probably see them a couple times a year. Um, it's not like he's going home to them every day. Yeah, you know? yeah. It could have still worked maybe if they didn't like you know good revenge stories do it where it's like there was a catalyst but then things changed. You know, they yeah they, like ba- Batman's parents are dead, but that's not what he's doing. What he's doing. They could they yeah, could have right. very even then like this has such an easier path to set the stakes so much higher than they do. And uh, I can think of just off the top of my head, like a million ways that they could have made this game feel like it has a lot more weight to it. But instead there are so many times where I'm like, dude, just drop it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not worth it, man. Just drop it. Just get over it. But, and like nobody's the whole game, like nobody's really pursuing you, at least nothing that I've really played so far. I mean, you, you, and if, if someone is pursuing you, it's because you went in and stirred up the hornet's nest. That's exactly it too. Like every, like this whole thing, this whole thing is about Aiden kind of destroying the lives of others around him, which is also a good moral too. If they really stuck with it, like it's every single person whose life he destroys in the game Aiden will literally say oh is that my fault did this happen because of me and then like five minutes later he'll decide nah it's not my fault (laughs) 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 
<laughs> so, <laughs> you, you know what they say, you can't avenge a dead niece without breaking a few eggs. Destroying a few lives. Timeless. <laughs> Alright, well hey, we, we're running about uh, 20 minutes longer than normal, so uh, maybe this would probably be a good stop. Unless you guys have any final thoughts on either of your uh, topics. I know it's been a while since we got together, so we, we can... Is there anything else that you guys want to want to talk about, or? I think we said all there is to say on Watchdog Watchdogs, really. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't really have any, anything more to say about murder other than just don't play it. Don't don't play it. All right, got it. <laughs> don't play it. Just that, don't. That's good advice. You're Sam. gonna see it on sale very soon. You're gonna think, how bad could it be? And the answer is yes. It is that bad. It is. Don't it, buy is it. it is very bad. <laughs> how bad could it be? And the answer is yes. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Oh, the, the the I will say this. I say the the worst thing that I did in uh with Watch Dogs is I played. I went back and played Saints Row Four in the middle of playing Watch Dogs, Mm-mm-mm. and after doing that, I could not go back to Watch Dogs. I could not go back. That's the thing is like I've played now all these open world games where like I get a hovercraft and or I get to fly or I get to jump really high or I can climb pretty much any building I want. And so when I get to like Aiden Pierce, who I can't e- <laughs> I can't even carjack somebody without the cops getting called on me and going on a ten minute chase, it's just miserable. Like. It's not what I want to be doing. Sorry, yeah. game. And I, I hate... <laughs> maybe it gets a lot better, because I, I admittedly haven't played that much, but I hate, 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 hate avoiding the scanners. Oh, the scanners aren't even a problem. They give you so much shit to ignore. And it's it's but. like it's like drive-through alleys, and I can never find a fucking alley, and even when I do, it just gives me like a limited space to move, and the scanner finds me. It's just... I, <laughs> I hate that... Stupid game. I'm not playing it again. It drives me up the wall. So what's the lesson on what's done? The lesson is that uh, if you're not already, you should follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Go check out uh, <laughs> The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Hey, and I want to add that in The Enemy Slime, we do have minorities. Oh, my God. No, we, we promised we wouldn't bring this up. <laughs> well, we I brought didn't it bring up. anything up. I'm just saying we have minorities. We have, we have, we have, we have two African-Americans. We just okay uh, here. Let's, we even have a girl. Let's have, go. Let's go. We, ahead have, and, we have we have one female. Let's go ahead and just settle this right now. We heard today on the internet that maybe somebody out there who writes about video games just likes to hire white people, and we just want to go on record and say it's not us. It's not us. It's it's not us at all. So if you are. Uh, if you are not white, if you are not male, come to us. If you are white and male, we have enough. We've got uh, at least three that are credited. Oh, we have one. Well, so you actually are the minority here. I, I say credited on the site. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess if you talk about like active right now, we have one. So I guess maybe one or two can submit uh, uh, an application. But anyway, uh, if you want your daily dose of minority reading on Enemy Slime, go to enemyslime.com. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's good to be back. We're going to try and get back on a more regular schedule. You know, we're going to take as much Metamucil and uh, and supplements as we can and really, really get this thing regular again. And uh, it's good to be back. So thanks for waiting during our painful absence. And we promise that we won't do that again until the next time we have to do it again. <laughs> All right. So, All right. I, I guess that's it. So farewell. We're out. <laughs>